You guys are listening to Radio Sangam with Sat Malik and Kirini. Keep it locked in. Um, right. Good or good afternoon, Kirini. How are you doing? Hello. You okay? I'm That, very well. Thank you. How are you? Good. Not bad. Uh, welcome to Radio Sangam. Uh, we're going to be having a little bit of a, a chit chat with Kirini this afternoon. Uh, we're going to discuss uh, what you've been up to, what you're uh, planning on doing, what's going on, all that kind of stuff. Um, mm-hmm. So if you can just tell us a little bit about yourself um, to start off with. Um, you, you're originally from London, uh, and, but you mm-hmm. now live in work, live and work out from uh, Bombay, Mumbai. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you can just tell us a little bit about yourself, your, where you grew up and that kind of stuff. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm British Asian, born and bred in London, um, but I had always kind of felt very connected to my roots in India and, you know, my family and, and everything else and all my kind of culture and heritage that all kind of stems from India. Um, and just very naturally through the course of music, I came back here uh, for a holiday uh, to meet up with some friends and see how they were doing. And, you know, in the space of that holiday, my life just kind of changed. I decided that I wanted to move here. Uh, felt very free creatively, felt like I could just start my life again and completely focus 100% on music. And um, yeah, I moved to India in 2017. So it's been about three and a half years now on and off I've been here. Wow, that's brilliant. A lot of people, uh, when they go on holiday, uh, they tend to go back and get like a, a summer job, uh, but it turned out to be a yeah. career for you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it is. I mean, the thing... I think the thing is, it's it's a it's a great environment to be in. I think when you do something creative, or when you just do something that you're very passionate about, you have to follow wherever that passion is. You have to follow your heart, and my heart of led me course, here. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, your first track, "Derry Bilnijina" with uh, Rishi Rich, uh, mm-hmm. it was a big hit. I I actually like the song the song myself. I like that track. Um, is it true it was the fastest selling on iTunes charts? For a for a British Asian female, yes, yes, yeah, it was. That's, that's it was a, the that's first. A... Sorry, yeah, I was I mean, just going to say it's a great achievement. Yeah, it was. You know, I think but back in those days, I mean, even for myself, coming out as a very shy newcomer in the music industry, you know, with all these kind of heavyweights around me, um, for me as well, it was a very surreal moment. Um, having even that record release and to be honest we didn't do a video for it because my voice and my tone is very different you know it's not very uh, desi desi but it's not very yeah. Bollywood Bollywood you know so it's kind of like and and it has little traces of R&B and a little bit of soul and it's a bit of a like an amalgamation of many many genres so yeah. when we put out Dede Binanejina you know the management team at that time were very um you know kind of sort of stern about the fact that they just want to put it out for the radios and just like a little feeler and see how the radio kind of shows and presenters you know perceive that track and things like that and literally yeah. within i think 12 hours of it releasing everything just changed you know uh, and then literally a day after we were in the studio trying to come up with next single to kind of follow through with it very very quickly but I'm mean, I'm pretty sure that record has probably now been broken, but I was the first one to do it. But I'm I'm sure there's a lot of other females out there that are living it now anyway. Yeah, I mean uh, it's great. It's a it's a it's a great achievement, and and it's good to see somebody um, go from uh, from the UK 
um, and it's it, it's hard for people that are from India, uh, from even if you're from from there, mm-hmm. it's hard to sort of get into Bollywood and work with Bollywood. Um, mm. And it can be even tougher for people that are from outside of India. So you've done really, really well to go from Thank London, you. a London girl, you know, gone all the way over to uh, India and, mm. and, you know, working across there. Um, would you say then your influences, your musical influences growing up or the kind of music that you listened to, would you say it was sort of hip hop, R&B, uh, soul music, that kind of stuff? When I was when I was very young, you know, at the age of like three, four, at that time, it was a case of, you know, myself and my mum, we would go down to South or Broadway because, you know, at that time it was like three CDs or three cassettes for £10 or whatever it was, right? So that used to yeah. be like, that was my treat, you know, when we used to go down to the little stores and the little bazaars and stuff. And we always, my mum and I, we always used to love listening to stuff like Aashiki and, you know, all that kind of era of music, the Pordwell, Aja Bosle, Avi Yagni. So I've grown up primarily listening to those voices. Um, that's how I kind of taught myself how to sing because I would I would sing on top of their songs almost, you know, with them yeah. getting the timing right, the pronunciation, just trying to mimic them almost. And that's how I actually taught myself Hindi by watching Bollywood films and stuff like that. As I sort of grew up even more and you started, you know, to go to high school and college, that's when my music taste started to diversify. Then I used to, you know, I started to get into a little bit more of the Bhangra side bit more Punjabi, the more Desi stuff. And all my friends were listening to R&B, Garage, hip hop. So then I was soaking up that influence there. So it's, you know, throughout different stages of your life, I think you're in different stages of music as well. You know, each age you have like a different genre of music that you kind of relate to. I think everyone goes through that. Um, And now, you know, I think all of that experience has really just, I've soaked it all up and I've been able to kind of draw inspiration from everything that I've liked to listen to. And I think that reflects in the music that I do, I think. I hope it does anyway. That's my my goal. (laughs) Yeah, well, I I grew up on hip hop. I used to listen to hip hop as a a kid, as a youngster. Um, And in hip hop, they always sample like jazz. Um, And I found uh, later on in life, I... uh, found this love for jazz music we always associated jazz music with with old people and you know yes, it's like, yes, <laughs> yes, yeah, it's so um, true. But, but it's true your musical taste they do develop um, and, as you get older as you grow um, and you can appreciate uh, good music as well mm-hmm. um, you also um, write music as well um, Kirini um, mm-hmm. surprisingly you can do you write stuff in English uh, Hindi Punjabi um, what's your uh, what what language did you speak at home with your family and what languages have you learnt? Um, at home with my family I speak English my mum did okay. go through a phase of trying to force everyone to speak Punjabi so you know she would say <laughs> something in English and we would have to respond in Punjabi and stuff but I mean when I was younger I went to Punjabi school I did all that kind of stuff I spent a lot of time with yeah. my grandparents and other family members so I really picked up the Punjabi from there um, but at home, primarily in our very primary unit, it's English. But with my grandparents, it's Punjabi. Um, but primarily yeah. English. No one speaks Hindi in my family. I mean, we're a Punjabi family, so we only speak Punjabi. But Hindi, I picked yeah. up via watching films and pretending I'm in the film. You know, it's like how every youngster <laughs> has kind of done that. Um, but that's yeah, how I yeah, learned yeah. Hindi. And um, I think in terms of writing, I love. I'm actually very comfortable writing in Punjabi, but I am more comfortable singing in Hindi 
Um, English is just like, it's like second nature. English to me, when you're writing an English song, it's like writing a poem. And I've always been quite um, intellectual and intelligent with poetry and literature. And, you know, I love Shakespeare and all that kind of stuff. And I did that as A-level. So English writing, when it comes to music, for me, is just like watching, like writing a sonnet or a poem or something. But Punjabi and Hindi is a little bit more difficult, though they are quite similar. But yeah, I have, yeah. I have my days when I kind of prefer yeah. one of the, over the other. Well, it's a very good question. But I think there is a question, one question in Punjabi. Okay, let's go. Do you like any dish? Sorry? Do you like any dish? Khanwale dish kiri pasandia menu butter chicken both pasandia my sabda favorite ya. Butter chicken and garlic naan. Butter chicken garlic naan bas. That's it. Tell me a little bit about the track Chandra Chandriam Chumka. So Chandriya Chumka was a song that Rishi and I had kind of really wanted to put out ourselves and we made it in the studio in 2000. Actually we made it in Manali. I don't know if you've heard of a place called Manali. Manali is in Himanchal Pradesh with all the mountains and everything. And it's very yeah. beautiful. Um, we went there in 2018 with Sunny Diol's team because Rishi was working on Palpa Dil Ke So Sunny Diol kind of got all the camps together and took us to Manali to make the music there. And whilst wow. I was there assisting Rishi uh, with the music for Palpa, um, we came across this old folk song um, actually by an artist called Mala, uh, who's a Pakistani singer. And it's from the 19, I think it was released in 1905. Like that's how, it's very, very folk. It's very traditional. Right. And it's one of those, it's one of those Pakistani gems, which is just like a diamond in a rough. And if you know your music and you love to research about music and the origins of music, you'll know what song I'm talking about. It's by a beautiful, beautiful artist called Mala. It was then covered uh, many years later by Surinder Kaur. Uh, sorry, not Surinder Kaur, Narendra Kaur Biba, uh, Kanu Marda. Uh, so we loved the folk melody and we thought, you know, it's been done in, it's originally been done in Pakistan. You know, it's been done in Punjab with Narendra Kaur Biba. So now let's kind of infuse that 2021 flavor, but take that culture and that mittiness of a melody and um, that's what we did, you know, and we got one of the finest writers in India, Kumar Fadi, who has written hits after hits. He's written Oh Ho Ho Ho, Oh Ho Ho Ho, Husabir, um, Suraj, <laughs> Suraj Dubahe. He's written yeah. Dua and he's written Jada Shiv Shankar and, you know, um, Gungru Tootke. He's written fantastic songs and he's a very, very dear friend. And he wrote the song for us. And uh, we pitched it for a movie called Hello Charlie, which is releasing this week on Amazon Prime. And um, the film director loved the fact that it sounded like a Britasian song. And that's what yeah. he was looking for. You know, he said, right. I want so look, a Britasian sound. sound. Yeah. He yeah. said, you know, I want something that hasn't been heard in Bollywood before. It's going to be a big risk, but... As long as I like the song, then, you know, I'm happy. And I have to commend, you know, Mr. Pankaj Saravas uh, on that because he really kind of took a risk on the song. It's a, it's a straight up UK, British, Asian garage flavor kind of tune. You know, we all grew up yeah, listening yeah. to those kind of vibes, you know, the <laughs> urban Asian yeah. flavors and all that kind of stuff. And um, yeah. 
the fact that it's the first, uh, you know, British Asian garage song in a, you know, sounding song, at least in Bollywood, I think is a great achievement. And I hope that there will be many, many more opportunities for other artists to do the same. But yeah, it's been, it's been a great yeah. feeling. It's brilliant that um, working uh, in Bollywood and getting a, a track, getting, getting your work into a yeah. Bollywood movie. Um, is Hollywood next, would you say? <laughs> Hollywood? I don't think Hollywood really need music. If they do, I would love to. Um, you know, I think, you know, the, the thing is like Bollywood and working in films and stuff like that, I, I didn't come here for that. I actually just came to be in a space and be in an environment where I could create good music and just be the best version of yeah. myself. And, you know, with that came a lot of rejection here, came a lot of struggles. And of course, no one showcases their struggles, right? No one says, oh, I've been rejected yeah. from this today and puts it on social media. But we all celebrate our achievements and say, oh, oh look, this is yeah. what I've done today. So it does sound like, you know, it's been very easy here and, you know, I've just got in and it's fine. But it's, it has been very, very difficult and it's difficult for many, many artists. Um, I'm just, I think I'm very, very lucky that when I meet certain directors, they know what they want. And sometimes I'm not the kind of artist that sounds right for their vision um but they might like something that I've written so you know there's there's little things that kind of work themselves out but it's been a massive blessing yeah. um if Hollywood comes calling I would love to go because I really want to meet yeah. Brad Pitt <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's he's aged really well as Brad Pitt <laughs> I know I've been I've been noticing <laughs> yeah I saw I saw a meme the other day comparing him um, to um, uh, Farage. Oh, <laughs> God. I, I think, yeah, he's like a year older than uh, Farage, and uh, we st uh, Brad Pitt still looks good. Um, oh, wow. uh, but we won't go. In we won't go into politics. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you could, uh, Karini, if there's uh, uh, some advice or a piece of advice that you could give um, struggling artists or somebody, an, an aspiring artist who who wants to um, get to maybe where you are. Um, would you be able to give them uh, some sort of motivational advice or some sort of advice? I think, you know, one thing, oh, a couple of things I've kind of, uh, I've really held close to me is be true to your art, whether you write or you sing or you produce or whatever it is that you want to do in life. And this doesn't always only go to artists. If you want something and you know that you can do it and you're good at it, and you're not hurting anyone in your path, you know, on your journey to actually get somewhere, then go ahead and do it. Do it with everything you've got. You know, there's always, got, especially in our community and in our culture, people are very quick to say no. And, you know, you know, everyone is very quick to say, don't do that. And it's actually yeah. much harder to stay against the grain and do something different. You know, I have done that and it's been very difficult for me. Um, but I've, you know, I really sort of soldiered through the harsh storms and the cold, cold winters. And, you know, I have managed yeah. to get where I am, but it's taken a lot of years, you know, and as long as you believe in what you're doing and you've got that time, that focus, then anything is possible, I think. And also don't change yourself. I, I was speaking to a friend of mine today and I was saying I'm scared with how many artists are now coming into the industry or are in the industry, especially females who are getting so much cosmetic surgery to their face. 
And I think it's one thing, like we all use social media, we all use filters and it's fine. Filters are fun and it's cool, you know, whatever. I use filters, it's great. But going into a cosmetic, you know, kind of surgery and actually life altering your face to fit into the music industry, that I think is, people shouldn't feel like they need to do that. And people shouldn't do that. I don't think anything is worth that. Stay true to yourself. Stay yourself. Yeah. Be you. Be real, and just and just yeah. work hard. Just work hard. Be yourself. I mean, look at me. You know, I wear glasses. You know, I I speak Punjabi, Hindi, English, but I sing so beautifully sometimes. But I don't sound. I don't talk how I sing. You know, I'm not. I'm not exactly what people would say. You know, the kind of perfect artist. What people are looking for. You know, yeah. and um, you know, I I would always trade my uh, heels for joggers like I love my Adidas tracksuits and all that kind of stuff yeah. so, you know, and the thing is I've been told you know you you can't wear this you can't do that and I'm like but I'm gonna stay true to who I am I'm not hurting anybody I'm just being myself and at the end of the day if I'm ever gonna get anywhere my voice will carry me my talent will carry me and if I'm not good then I won't go anywhere right so yeah <laughs> yeah just, just that's a that's a great bit of uh, advice there. Thank you so much. Um, if, uh, if when you look at um, the Asian community uh, or growing up in an Asian family, uh, sports, uh, music, entertainment, arts, um, careers are never really uh, encouraged or pushed. Or there's no faith in them or belief that they'll mm-hmm. provide you a good income. If Kiranee wasn't doing music, if you weren't doing what you love, if you weren't doing music, uh, what would you uh, what career path would you have chosen? I would have I would have stayed with uh, my my criminal law uh, that I was doing. I mean, I went <laughs> yeah. to yeah, I went to university. Yeah. I graduated in law. Um, I got a really substantially quite a good degree, despite the fact that I was touring and doing all the Mela shows at the same time and everything. And they'd have been yeah. an eighteen. I came out. You know, I graduated. I got myself a job at a really nice law firm in uh, Middlesex. And I worked my way up the ranks for six and a half years. And I was a criminal defense uh, paralegal advocate. I had my own cases. I had my own clients. And uh, I loved law just as much as I love music. You know, leaving that after six and a half years to pursue a career in music was the hardest decision I've had to make. And if I ever, you know, do feel like, okay, it's enough with music, I will always go back to law. I will always go back to law. Yeah, definitely. Uh, there was a, a slight glitch when you said I, I was a, a criminal and then it there was a glitch there. <laughs> I was you said not a law. criminal. <laughs> I was not a criminal. If anyone I thought I was about to get a world exclusive there about Kirini's yeah. previous criminal past. No, 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 no. no, no, no. <laughs> I was a criminal, criminal defense paralegal. I had my own cases right. and I had my own clients. We'll, so, you know, yeah. We'll just, let's just clear that. We'll just make that sure, make sure yes, that that's clear. Um, <laughs> Kirini, um, tell me a little bit about Break the Noise Records um, and what that means to you and, uh, and what's the uh, ethos behind uh, Break the Noise? Uh, Break the Noise Records is a, is a label that's primarily run by, you know, myself and Rishi, two artists looking out for other artists. We also have a third partner here, Richard, who's uh, actually a film producer here in India and a very dear friend of ours. And um, setting up the record label was basically 
our way of kind of giving an opportunity and pathway to artists outside of India, such as America, UK. Um, and that's what we've been doing. Each release we've had, we've been working with an artist from India, but also fusing them with an artist from London or America, whatever it is. You know, because like you said, it would be so much, you know, it would, there would be so much opportunity for our own homegrown artists in the UK if they had opportunities in India and vice versa. And that, those opportunities are only going to come if there is a bridge between India and the UK, right? So that's what Break the Noise Records is trying to be. We're trying to be that bridge um, to give people a platform and, you know, help artists develop them, mold them, you know, teach them, train them, give them those lessons that we've learned in India and in the UK, Rishi in America as well. So um, that's what Break the Noise Records is about. It's just about making great music and really supporting supporting artists and helping them. Yeah. Uh, what's it like working with uh, Rishi Rich? He's uh, a world, world-renowned world producer, uh, one of the biggest exports uh, from the UK, from the UK Asian music mm. scene. Um, uh, if you could tell us a little bit about what's it like working with Rishi Rich? Yeah, I mean, he's been my best friend for many years. It's fantastic working with him. You know, every day is a new day. I'm continuously learning uh, new things on how to navigate now the business side of running a record label, also how to mold, develop artists. You know, I am very, very lucky and grateful that Rishi and Veronica believed in myself as a very raw artist. And they took the time to mold and develop me. So now it's, he's taught me that now it's my time to give that back to the industry. So working with him, it's um, every day is a new experience. And I'm always very, very grateful to have him by my side. Yeah. Um, any other artists that you've worked with uh, that's been very memorable for you? Um, I loved, I haven't worked with him per se yet. Um, I loved having Diljeet in the studio. He's a very, very humble artist, uh, very, very talented. Navraj Hunt, uh, another one. Uh, I worked with him. He sang one of my songs, Sun Sajna, for the film Pangra Pale. And he's the legendary Hans Raj Hans' son. And um, his voice gives oh. me goosebumps all the time. And um, yeah, I mean, there's been quite a few legendary artists. Obviously, Jay, um, I used to queue up outside HMV on, you know, south of Broadway, trying to get an yeah. autograph by Rishi and Dougie and Jay. And now, you know, we work together on Nakri and there's more coming. So Jay has been quite a pivotal moment for me as well. And, they're, they're, you know, they're all legends in their own right. They're all great to work with. So I'm very happy. Is there any music um, that's uh, on its way out or in the pipeline for the future? Or any collaborations? A, yeah, for sure. There's so many. I mean, we've literally just been focusing our all of our resources and time on the record label. It just so happened that we had a record label release uh, one day and then the day after the film song, My Chandaya Chumka track came out with Don and Rishi. So it's been really full on the last couple of weeks. Uh, but we are in the studio consistently making new music, making new content. And we should be coming up with our next single in next three weeks for the label. Um, what's the name of the track? I can't tell you that. Ah. Primar <laughs> primarily because we haven't decided yet. We, did, we do things very, very last oh, okay. minute at Break the Noise Records. <laughs> so it, it's, yeah. not, um, it, it's not MI6 classified, G16 classified? No, it's just unnamed right now. So <laughs> that's me being very <laughs> honest. 
right, okay. Um, we did have your vocals on the new Mumsy Stranger track, uh, Lost. Uh, that was a sample. People do think it was me, but it wasn't. I had written some of it. I had written some of the song, though, yeah. Right, okay. Um, yeah. That's great. Well, it's been uh, nice talking to you this afternoon. It's uh, been a pleasure. Really enjoyed Thank having a, a good uh, gap shop with you, a good chit chat. Um, is there a, a last message you'd like to leave for your fans? Um, honestly, I just want to say thank you so much for listening in. Firstly, I want to thank all the listeners of Radio Sangam. And thank you so much for always supporting uh, everything that I put out. You know, it's, every release is always different from the other. And um, I'm very, very grateful and humbled to have uh, everyone's support. And that means the world to me. Here's to more music. That's, that's brilliant. Thank you so much for your time today. <laughs> thank you so much, Dad. Thank you. Thank you. Hi guys, this is Kirani. I'm tuned in with Just Vibing and Saj Malik on Radio Sangam. Keep it locked in.